0: it's open enrollment
1: for the ACA health insurance marketplace if you want to enroll in a new health plan or update your current one getcoveredillinois.gov can help you navigate health coverage to find a quality health plan find out if you qualify for financial help and get free enrollment assistance
0: our local navigators are here for you your simplified health plan coverage journey starts at getcoveredillinois.gov
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Griff. It's And I'm Will. And on this episode, we're going to be covering all things week four, meaning spreads, over-unders for each game, as well as our locks of the week. What do we say, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, welcome back, everybody. Before we do get into week four, we do have one more game left over that we haven't covered from week three. That is Monday Night Football. Actually a pretty good game, in my opinion, as we saw the greatest quarterback of all time, Cooper Rush. lead his squad into MetLife Stadium and take it over against the undefeated New York football giants. Opening reactions, I know we see this in the notes right now, Cooper Rush, Jerry Jones loves him. Could this be an actual quarterback battle when when Dak comes back stuff?
2: No, just because they're paying <laughs> Dak Prescott way too much money to be their backup. But Cooper Rush has done his job. It's kind of like how we're comparing the situation what's happening in Cleveland. Like Cooper Rush is a guy who's going to get the job done and you got to surround him with good pieces and he's going to lead you to be put in a successful situation. He's not going to win you games with his – throwing 500 yards and five touchdowns, but he's also not going to lose you the game because he's playing conservative. Tony Pollard and Zeke both had good games. Um I like Cooper Rush. though. I think that he's a solid backup in the NFL and he's doing his job and the Cowboys should be happy.
3: I agree. I mean, Cooper Rush, I, in my opinion right now, I mean, he's looked better than Dak. So I feel like the comments there about that definitely have to be there because like, I mean, he was slinging the ball on Monday night football and I absolutely loved it. It was very entertaining. I love the way he plays. I think he has good connections with the wide receivers on the team. I don't see why they wouldn't possibly maybe suggest the idea or maybe even trade Dak, something along those lines. I mean, obviously, I don't know how smart that would be, but, I mean, I feel like they can kind of flirt with the idea of some things. I mean, yeah,
1: it, it, it's kind of like a touchy subject, especially because we don't know that much about Cooper Rush. He was on the practice squad, I want to say, even last year. And you're right, Will, he has a great connection with the wide receivers because um, going from wide out to wide out, starting off, how could you not have a good connection with CeeDee Lamb? He had a couple of drops on Monday night, but you know what he's going to do, and he had a pretty good game. He had eight uh, grabs for 87 yards, threw in a touchdown as well on a great grab. I mean, that was that was awesome. Um, And then what I do love from this Cowboys team when Cooper Rush is their starting quarterback is his connection with Noah Brown. Those are two guys that were on the practice squad together. So, I mean – my guess 100% is when Noah Brown was on the practice squad, he was wide receiver one on that practice squad and Cooper rush was his quarterback. So they know each other very well. And it shows during these games. And these are two guys that could play in the NFL and they're showing it right now. So that connection has been fun to watch for a couple of weeks, going on to the giant side. I mean, a team that started to Um, we saw a tough injury from Sterling Shepard. on. I mean, it, it was insane when he kind of slowed down at the end of a play and, I think he was just – as he was slowing down, kind of extended his knee too far. Ended up with a torn ACL. He'll be out for the season. Um, MetLife Stadium is like the field of death. I feel like everybody gets hurt there. There's a few fields, obviously. Chicago is like that as well. And then there's one more. Yes, yes, Washington. Definitely Washington. Um, But the biggest bright spot on this team, obviously, he only had 81 yards this game but wasn't too bad at all, was Saquon Barkley. It's just kind of tough watching him go out there. I mean, we've been watching it for a couple of years now. Watching him go out there, play for the Giants, and the Giants just not being good. Daniel Jones didn't look too good at all, in my opinion. And that Dallas defense is pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, about all I know for this game.
2: The pass rush is awesome. I know before we move on to the very exciting week four, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say how good DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons are. Like, they're absolute game wreckers. I mean, I remember that one play where they did a stunt where Marka, Mike, Marka, Micah Parsons stunted inside, absolutely destroyed the right guard and got right into the face of Daniel Jones. That yep. was awesome. And he does that so often. And you can't really see every single time when a pass rusher is dominant and doesn't get sacked. But he, I feel like every single play, he's getting pressure. Same thing with Demarcus Lawrence. I think Lawrence ended up having three sacks. Evan Neal could not block him. I think he's a rookie. This is a welcome yes. to the NFL. Rookie yeah, the well, Yeah. Welcome to the NFL, buddy. You just got absolutely torched on Monday Night Football with Joel Buck and Troy Aikman calling you out on it basically every time that you did it. You know there was a stat so
3: that, that came up like mm-hmm. right before – I think it was like after their first sack of the night, it was like the Dallas Cowboys have the most sacks in the league with like 13 sacks through three weeks.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They do lead – they do, I know for a fact that they lead the NFL in sacks so far. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I want to say
3: it's like 13, right? They had 13 at the beginning of Monday night, or 12 or 13 before the first sack. Yeah, I mean, so that
1: defense has been rolling. It's been pretty good. Diggs, I mean, got burnt a few times, ended the game with a pick, though. So, I mean, that's just classic Trayvon Diggs. Um, The last thing I want to say, and then we'll move on to a very, very exciting slate, as you said, stuff. Um, At halftime, Joe Buck was in the booth with Jimmy Kimmel, who, like, stopped by. And I don't know if you guys saw any of this, but Jimmy Kimmel was just saying stuff that, like, made Joe Buck so uncomfortable. And then at the end of it, I don't think it was supposed to be the end of it. Um, Joe Buck like made a joke and, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, on on TV, on ESPN, Jimmy Kimmel was like, oh, so that's why they kicked you off Fox. I didn't see <laughs> that Joe part. Buck was like, oh, Joe I'm Buck coming. was like, we can't make Fox jokes. <laughs> that, I swear, happened. I can't believe it went on. It wasn't on like Twitter or anything. But when I saw it, I was in shock. Like that is like, an announcer's nightmare for a comedian to come into the booth and say something like that. He was literally yeah. like, "He was," and then he was like, so why, why did you move from Fox? And, and Joe Buck was like, yeah, like we can't talk about that right now. But yeah, I'm, um, I think that was my favorite part of Monday night football, but I think we'll have a lot more excitement this week and we're getting it started on Thursday night. We have a very, very good game. It's the dolphins going into Cincinnati against the one and two Bengals. Stav, I'll let you get this started. You got the borough jersey behind you. Yep. Let's hear All right.
2: The Bengals are debuting their white, all-white uniforms. You know, this concept has been leaked, and it's been, like, an idea for, I think, forever. And a 3-0 Dolphins team, a team that came off of a huge win against Buffalo, off a short week against a fully healthy Cincinnati Bengals team, I think, as of right now. I love the Bengals here. The Bengals are favored by three and a half points. I'm going to take them with the points. And I just love i love the Bengals. I, I mean, I think they're going to bounce back, get back to 500, and the Dolphins eventually have to lose, right? Might as well be on a Thursday night.
3: I feel like this is such a trap game for the Dolphins, especially Jersey. You know how we are as a podcast. We always root for the Jersey side in games that we don't have – I guess, a favor in one of our teams. So, I mean, how can you not want to see the Bengals win in the all-white jerseys? Um, I'm also going to take the Bengals minus two and a half. All
1: right, this is a game um, that I'm tough about. I had it written down as my lock of the week, but I have since then taken it off. Um, And I like the Dolphins, but you're right, this is a trap. I'm still liking the Dolphins. I'm not liking them as much as a lock of the week, but – I'm gonna take the Dolphins in this game. I think that at three and zero, Tua has been exceptional, and it's definitely been because he's just giving it to his playmakers, which is what we say about all of these quarterbacks who, not subpar, not average, a bit above average, kind of like a Kirk Cousins type, where we're just like get it to Jetta's, get it to Dalvin Cook. Tua is listening, and and is doing his job. Tua is a winner. Um, this is gonna be a great game on Thursday night. I like the Dolphins, so obviously I would like them plus four or plus three and a half. At the over, over under 47, I'm going to like the over as well. I think this is a game where a lot of points get scored, even though it's two good defenses. I think that Joe Burrow finally comes in and, and puts up some points on the board. So I'm going to take the over here at 47. And Griff, I'm sorry I
2: missed. Did you say that you are taking
1: the Dolphins with the points here? Dolphins with the points.
3: All right, oh, I wh- was forgot to say it. over. My bad. The over.
2: Yeah, I also forgot to say, so I'm going over as well. <laughs> okay, so the next game on the slate is we're going across the pond, boys. You know, luckily for the people of London, they get to see two premier quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins go up against Jameis Winston. The Vikings are favored by three points here. For a I'm, reason. Yeah, I'm going to take them. And I'm also going to take the under in this game. You know, you have to think the over-under set at 47. I'm sorry, it's 43-and-a-half. The is slow. It's a soccer field. It's slow. The field is slow. These guys aren't going to be moving as fast. They're not used to the type of grass. It's going to be an under game. But I have Minnesota with the points and under 43-and-a-half.
3: I'm also going to take Minnesota with the points. Last time Jameis was in London, he threw five picks. So that's just like automatic L for him. And I'm also going to take the under. The Vikings are probably going to carry the over-under on Sunday morning.
1: I mean, you got it. Well, speaking of Jameis in London, I feel like you can't trust Jameis going across seas. He's got to be up to something on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you got to love Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, no chance he's doing anything on a Saturday night ever. Um, the thing that I don't like about Kirk is that when he grills a steak, he wraps it in tinfoil. That's yeah. weird. That's not going to take into play here, though, in London. Love Vikings. Love them with the points. And I do like the under, like you said, even though they're traveling a few days in advance, um, just the chains of scenery, um, going to Tottenham. Um, first off, there's no such thing as winning as the home team yeah. in Tottenham, and the Saints are the home team. Um, so, yeah, love the Vikings. Everything's adding up.
2: All right, All right love next game. Love. We're heading back to normal times here. We are going to... Atlanta, Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons. The Browns are favored by one and a half points. This is kind of odd because the Browns are the, I mean, they are away. However, they've been playing very well. I mean, you take away that the, like the catastrophe against the Jets, where they blew that lead, they'd be 3-0 right now. I feel like they've done a good job covering the spread. And they're a team that's going to run the ball. They're a physical team. And I don't think Atlanta can keep up with their physicality. I'm gonna take Cleveland here with the points, and I'm gonna take the under here at 49 and a half.
3: Um, for some reason, when I look at this game, I feel like it's a trap game just because Atlanta's like low-key been playing very well. So I'm going to take Atlanta plus one and a half, and I'll take the under.
1: Under, okay. Um, I guess I'll be the third to take the under here. 49 and a half is a lot of points. Um, I think the Browns, you're right. So just going to run it all over them. Um, and I, I like the Browns to win by four or five points here. You're going to take Browns with the points. Um, Nick Chubb over 100 yards as well. And I love the under. And another thing with this game, when you see the Cleveland Browns, you don't bet the over. Ever. Yeah. No. So can't. maybe
2: when Deshaun Watson comes back, you will. But as of right now, Jacoby sets on over quarterback. So and next.
1: Jacoby Brissette's better than Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So, next game on the slate, we have my lock of the week. The Dallas Cowboys are home against the Washington Commanders. The Cowboys are favored by three and a half. Obviously, I'm taking the Cowboys. That's my lock of the week, boys. Off of a huge Monday night win against a very bad Washington Commanders team, against a very bad quarterback in Carson Wentz. I love the Cowboys here, boys, and I got them by winning ten by 10-plus 10 points.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love that, too. That was my pick almost for lock of the week, but obviously we don't want to take the same one. <clears throat> love the Cowboys. Um, I love the points that they're getting as well. Um, the over is doable. And you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to yeah. take the over here. Exactly. I think that Commander stink. Going into Jerry's world, Carson Wentz stinks. Cowboys by a touchdown, and the over is going yeah, to be I almost want to put a lock of the week on the over. Wow, that'd be something. That'd be a yep, change up.
2: I like but, it. yeah, I also want to mention that I have the over 42.5 points is kind of low for the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders considering you got to think Cowboys are probably going to be at play 21 nothing at halftime. Commanders are going to throw, score some garbage touchdowns, and the Cowboys are still going to score. The Cowboys might hit the over by themselves.
3: I'm going to go Cowboys as well. And the over, and also like Zeke, anytime touchdown.
1: I like yeah. that for me. All right,
2: next, Griff, I'm gonna let you talk about this one.
1: <clears throat> okay, um, so I mean, one of the biggest games of the year for my Seattle Seahawks going into Detroit, into Ford Field, getting four and a half points against a team that looked pretty good last week, right um Seahawks coming off a tough loss against Atlanta um the over is set at 48 or yeah is that right yeah 48 um so I mean I'm gonna start things off you know as much of a Seahawks fan as I am I do like Detroit minus four and a half because um you know podcast gotta throw my bias aside um Detroit minus four and a half and I love the under in this game um, with DeAndre Swift being out, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how Jamal Williams does as well as what what's his first name? Something Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds, yes. I like star. I'm interested to see on how that duo works because those are two um backs that I feel like really bounce off each other well. Cause DeAndre Swift is a premier back in this league. He should be getting most of the touches. He doesn't when Jamal Williams is out there. Um, but I like Jamal Williams a lot. He's a good power back, and then you get Craig Re- Reynolds in there as a third down back. I think it will work out well. 48 points for both the Seahawks and the Lions, though, in my opinion, is a lot. So I'm going to go Detroit minus 4.5, and, and I'm going to take the under at 48. All right. Will, what do you think?
3: Um, I also like Detroit minus 4.5, and, and for some reason, I kind of like the over.
2: Ooh. So, Will, I'm going to stick with you here. I'm gonna hit. Or I'm gonna take the over, just because I think these offenses. I mean, yeah, people think that Geno Smith, whatever. I still think that the Seahawks can put up points. They have a good receiving core, and Detroit has really been an advocate for the overs. I mean, I think every single game that they played in the season, the over has hit, and I think that's going to continue this weekend. And I am taking Detroit here minus four and a half at home. I think that they get back to five hundred. And will you said you're taking Detroit as well, right? Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the battle of the mid Tennessee at Indianapolis. The Colts are favored by three points. I- <sighs> I, I don't – did someone want to take this one? To, uh, I, I, got I, got it. It. I
1: got it. I got yeah, I, I have both my picks right here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just straight up because the game is in Indianapolis, uh, I like the Colts minus three. I think that both of these teams stink. Um, and I think Malik Willis should be the starting quarterback of Tennessee, but I guess that's why I'm not the head coach. As much as I love Vrabel, I think he just likes Ryan Tannehill too much as a person. Um I like the Colts here. After a big win, I think they carry that momentum. And with that momentum will also come the over in this game. Even with two tough defenses, um, I think that Derrick Henry, I mean, who kind of lacked last week, will come back. It'll be a bit – not as much of a shootout, but I think we'll get some points up on this board. I love the Colts, minus three, as well as the over set at 42-and-a-half. Well –
3: I wish I could take the Tennessee Titans plus three with a tie, but I'm gonna take the Colts minus three and the under.
1: Loves the tie. He loves the tie.
2: <laughs> Colts minus three in the under for Will. All right. Um, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna go with the over on this one. I'm just gonna say that I've been. I thought I had my pick for this, but I really don't. I, like I, in my <laughs> notes, I have all my choices, but. I don't know. It's it's a
1: bad game.
2: It's Not a bad, a bad game, game, but it's a it tough is. game
1: to pick. It's a tough. It's a bad game.
3: Bad game. It's a bad I mean, game. I
2: mean, like, <laughs> I like. I I think the Colts will figure it out, and I think they're going to continue to figure out against the Titans after a big win against Kansas City, which no one picked them. So I'm going to say that they pick up on the momentum, even though Tennessee won. It wasn't a good win. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the pod here. I'm going the Colts minus three. Okay. All right, next game, another interesting game. We have the Chicago Bears at New York Giants. The Giants are favored by three and a half points. I like the Giants here, to be honest. I think that they're going to bounce back after a loss. I mean, the the, the the Bears stink. They don't throw the ball. Justin Herbert can't throw the ball. They have no faith in him. That whole culture is just not good right now. So I, I got the Giants minus three and a half after a, a loss on Monday night. Yeah, I also, also have I apologize I have the over in this game at
3: 39 and a half I'm the Giants as well minus three and a half I just don't see a world where the Chicago Bears win this game at all I I have the Giants straight up in minus three and a half and I'll also take the over and feel like it's kind of it's only 39 and a half I feel like the Giants could definitely put up some points
1: all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little different route here um I like Chicago. I think that Chicago's best part of their team, maybe the only part of their team that's actually halfway decent, is their run defense. And that starts on that defensive line. And also their middle linebacker, Roquan Smith, who I think is the best <clears throat> linebacker when it comes to defending the run. Um, I'm going to take them with the points, obviously. And even though it's at 39 and a half, I'm going to take the under. I think that um, with Sterling Shepard being out. Um, The Giants are going to have to rely a lot on Saquon Barkley on the ground. And I think that Chicago won't do amazing against them, but I think they'll do pretty good. I'm going to take Chicago plus three and a half. I'm going to take the under as well at 39 and a half. I think if Chicago wins this game at all, it's going to be a very low scoring game. All right.
2: The next game on the slate, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are – Probably, if not the uh, – they're probably the hottest team in the NFL. They are the
1: hottest team. Yeah, they are. They absolutely. Are. They, they are officially, in my opinion, over the Bills
2: because of injuries. Over the Bills and over the Dolphins. I think a lot of people are putting the Dolphins kind of up in that top tier of the AFC now, and as yep. they deserve to be. Yeah. But I think that the Eagles have won their games a lot more convincingly, and they've shown to be a more complete team. And, and they I think- helped me with my lock of the week last week. And I think they're going to continue against a pretty good Jacksonville Jaguars team. I mean, we absolutely shit on the Jaguars to start the season. But they've bounced back. They've had two pretty good wins. And they're they're sitting at 2-1 right now against the 3-0 oh Philadelphia Eagles. But in Philly, I don't see a guy like Trevor Lawrence even surviving, to be honest. I got the Eagles here. But I'm going to take the Jaguars points at plus six and a half but i have philly winning outright
3: i like i would say i like philly minus six and a half i think this is going to be an eye-opening experience for the jacksonville jaguars i think they're going to get hit hard they're going to get hit fast and this game's going to be get ugly really quickly i'm taking philly minus six and a half and i'm hammering the over
1: i also will, hammering the over will hammering the over hammering philly minus six and a half this is a bet that i'm going to put like For real. I really like Philly. Um, I think that, I mean, I wish I took them preseason as a a Super Bowl future. I I think that Philly has what it takes. It was all down to the quarterback and Fields is over there doing his thing. He's going to continue to do his thing. Philly minus six and a half. That's a touchdown. Um, Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty good, but he hasn't seen a defense like this yet where there's a lot of speed and there's a lot of size on that defensive line that's going to give the offensive line of Jacksonville a good amount of trouble. Um, And I think Philly's going to go out there, put some points on the board. Jacksonville's going to try to fight back. Philly, minus 6.5 and and the over. I love it a lot, Will, and and I think that this might be the game of the week. I think that Mm -hmm. um, Philly might win this game by – Seven to ten points, and it's going to be like a good one of those seven to ten points where they maybe kick a field goal late in the game just to kind of seal the deal. I think that this is going to be a very good game.
3: Also, Christian Kirk anytime touchdown scorer.
1: You're riding with the moment, I like these like props from you, Will. Yeah, I like that from you, Will.
3: He scored touchdown every week so far. Oh, so and I'm going to and... take
1: him to not.
2: <laughs> All right, next game on the site This is. Oh no, I. The notes are different from what I have. But anyways, I'll, I'll just go with what I have to keep it in order for our spreadsheet. Yeah. The New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Zach Wilson set to return. I think that's what I saw today, which is big news for the Jets. The Jets sitting at 1-2, and two, travel to face that 1-2 and two Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Jets with the points and the outright here. If Zach, if Zach Wilson returns, which I think he is, so I'm just going to write it down. So I have a Jets plus three yes. here. Four,
1: four hours ago, four hours ago. Um, yep. If all goes well during practice, he's set to start. Yeah, so
2: hopefully all goes well. And I have the over in this game at 41 and a half.
3: I actually don't think the Jets will win Zach Wilson's first start of the season. I think it's going to be a shaky one to start with. Um, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus three, and I'll take the under.
1: Um, Will, I'm going to be right there with you at Pittsburgh minus three. Um, <clears throat> I think that not only is Zach Wilson's first start going to be shaky, um, this is a team that likes to throw the ball a lot, and we know what Pittsburgh's defense can do. Obviously, T.J. Watt is out, but the pass rush is still very good. They have those safeties over top, and I, I and I actually like those corners over in Pittsburgh as well. Um, I think that this is a week where Mitch Trubisky might lose his job, so he's going to play pretty good. Um, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus three at home and I'm going to take the under here. I think, ah, you know, no, give me the over, give me the over, excuse me. Um, I think that this might be a game that we see both teams in the twenties, um, and Pittsburgh winning this game by four or five points. I think okay. it's going to be an ugly one too. Yeah. This is going to be couple a couple of picks. Um, Zach Wilson, at least one interception if we're going player props. Um, did
2: you say under Griff under? Okay. Okay.
1: Over 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 over, okay. over, 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 over. I originally minutes. took the under.
2: Okay, that's right. I'm going to you for a second. All yeah, right. Okay. this Now the games start to get interesting after kind of this lull to start. But two juggernauts in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills coming off of a loss, go to Baltimore to face Baltimore Ravens, potential MVP Lamar Jackson playing for his bag. I love this game in general. This is going to be an awesome game. I mean, we know what the Bills are about. We know what the Ravens are about. I saw a stat today. The top five fantasy football scorers, it was like number one, Lamar Jackson, and then it went two, three, four, then number five, Lamar Jackson, if he didn't throw the ball, which I thought was hilarious, and which is awesome, too, just to prove how he's doing it, both through the air and on the ground. I think he's he's totaling four-plus touchdowns every single time he steps on the field. I love – the Ravens plus three at home. How can you not? I mean, I don't know who's going to win outright, but this is why we're doing the spreads, boys. I got the Ravens covering the spread here at plus three.
3: I also have the Ravens covering the spread at plus, plus three. three, and I'm also going to take the Ravens straight up on Sunday. I love the Ravens in this game. I don't know what it is. I feel like the Buffalo Bills are getting a little too cocky too quickly. I think they're, they know that they're – they're a juggernaut in the AFC, and I feel like the Ravens are also up there with them getting ready to destroy their mentality in this game. I also like the over in this game. 51 and a half is a lot of points, but these are two, two teams that can score a lot of points. Yeah, I, I have the over as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well, and I think that this is a game that the Bills lose because of the injuries that we've seen um, on that defense. And, and with injuries on defense also oh. comes the love of the over, um, I love Baltimore money line. So give me the three points with that. Um, I'm gonna take the over at 51 and a half. I think if it's not Lamar Jackson winning MVP this year, it's Hurts. I think that those are two of the most exciting quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, I, I, and a lot of people are saying that they play very similarly. Just because they run the ball and pass the ball as well does not mean that they play very similarly. Um, I love the way that both of these quarterbacks play. I would love to see that as a potential Super Bowl matchup. I've been saying that this is Baltimore's year. Now, this is a big legit test. At home, you're a home underdog, a team that should win this division with the way that the Bengals have started off. This is going to be a big game for Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson's kind of going to come out, show why he deserves all this money. They're going to go out win this game upright. They're going to put up a lot of points as well. Love the over. Love Baltimore plus three.
2: All right. Next game on the slate, we have our – Los Angeles Chargers going to Houston in a revenge game, but there's some unfortunate news surrounding the Chargers right now as they are placing star defensive end Joey Bosa on the IR. He suffered a significant groin injury in Jacksonville or against Jacksonville. They do expect him to be back this season, though, which is good news. But the Chargers keep suffering big injuries, yeah, which stink. But it happened,
1: it's like even before the Herbert era. During the Phillip Rivers era, this was the same thing. If you play for the Chargers, you're bound to get hurt.
2: But with that being said, I have the Chargers winning by fourteen and covering, obviously minus five and a half. Uh, this is a big bounce back game and it's a revenge game because last year, I don't know if you guys remember, the Chargers lost a late season oh, or late in the oh. season game against Houston. Don't you which, worry, we remember. Which kind of hurt their playoff chances. I mean, kind of no, it, it did it killed their playoff it chances. Did. No, and I remember. I think Justin Herbert's going to walk onto the field, remember what happened, get pissed off, and throw for five touchdowns. I have whatever it is, Justin Herbert overpassing touchdowns, and I have Keenan Allen. I think he's coming back. I think he's going to score a touchdown, and I also think that Eckler's finally going to get in the end zone, even though he probably has. I just don't think he's playing. He's not playing well. I have him in fantasy. That's why I'm saying this. I think he's going to score two touchdowns.
3: I like that, and for multiple of those reasons, Stav, that is why. That is my lock of the week. And I have the open have,
2: at 44. I, have, I apologize.
3: I have the Chargers, minus 5.5. It's a revenge game, like you said. It's also a huge comeback game after a very disappointing loss last weekend to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like this is a game where the Chargers are going to come in and light the Houston Texans up. Um Justin Herbert's going to go out, sling the ball like he always has. Austin Eckler will be activated fully. I feel like he's going to get used on the ground. He's going to get used in the air. He's going to be used everywhere. I have him in the end zone. And I also want to say I have – um, I can't remember his name. That's uh, –
1: My bad. Josh Palmer? Joshua
3: Palmer in the end zone as well.
1: All right. Well, I mean, it's going to be a great day on Sunday to bolt up. I have the Chargers. Give me an alternate line at minus eight and a half. I think this they win this game by at least double digits. Obviously, for the sake of our own, I'm taking Chargers minus five and a half. I love the over. You guys have mentioned some names, um, two names that I love. First, at three, I love Herbert. I think it's over two and a half right now. Um, I love him to throw at least three. Um, Eckler, who you said, Stav, you don't know if he's been in the end zone. I know if he has, he has not. Not in the air, not in the ground. This is the week to do it Um, in a big week who I'm expecting to come through. Will, just like you said, Joshua Palmer. Um, I think that if anything, not Joshua Palmer. The other name that I love as well is Mike Williams to score a touchdown.
0: All
1: right. Next game on the slate, the battle
2: of mid, the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. There's not really much to say about this game. Tyler Murray sucks. There's no Call of Duty Double XP weekend this weekend because the game isn't out. So, I got the Cardinals plus one and a half here. And I'm also taking the over. I think both of these teams are so mid that they're just going to score garbage time touchdowns, even though it's probably going to be a close game. But they're all going to be garbage time touchdowns because this game is garbage time. So, Cardinals plus one and a half on the road in Carolina. Excuse me.
3: Um, I'm going to take Carolina minus one and a half also gonna take the under this game stinks I don't like this game at all um go Panthers um the under
1: and Carolina I don't know they yeah. stink both teams stink um, both defenses stink as well I think that this is gonna be a snooze fest so I'll throw the under over there and, and I'll throw some money on on Carolina or Arizona, excuse me, on Arizona. I can't tell. I can't tell if I want Arizona or Carolina. Yeah, there's there's not really much to to say there. Final I mean. bet. Final bet. Carolina at home in the under. in stinks. My least favorite. Griffin's, Griffin's least favorite game of the week. That's <laughs> what we're going to call it. This game sucks. So let's
2: move on from it as quick as possible before I start to gag but I'm not going to get any better here. We have our or not our will and I's New England Patriots traveling to Lambeau field to face the green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by 10. That's a lot of points. And I'm taking the Patriots plus 10 here. I don't think they're going to win, but, and I'm also taking the under, I think it's going to be a low scoring game at 40 and a half. I think it's going to be like 21 to like 13. Um, but yeah, I got the Patriots plus ten here. That's a lot of points. And I think my boy Axel Hoyer is gonna gonna carry them to a win. By what I mean cover.
3: Um I'm they already disappointed. Yeah, if they cover it's a win. I'm already disappointed about this game. Um for some reason I kind of like Green Bay minus 10 and the under. I feel like it's just gonna be like a 21 to like 10 game, maybe 28, 10 game. I'm not expecting too much on the pets.
1: Well, I, I like what you're saying over there at twenty-eight to ten. Um, I think that I might like thirty-five to ten a little more. I'm gonna take the Packers minus ten as well as the over. Alan Lazard, anytime touchdown score, AJ Dillon over. I I wanna say he's usually in the forties for rushing yards. Um, I think that they're gonna run all over this team. Um, and that's going to open up the pass game for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves beating the Patriots just because he gets PTSD of playing Tom Brady. What better way to do it than go beat Tom Brady, and then the next week beat New England, beat them up. So I'm going to take Green Bay. I'm going to take the over. And now we're back. We're continuing a mid-streak
2: here. But this was a game preseason we had circled like, oh, damn, this is going to be a good game. We have the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. This line is two and a half here and I'm going to take Vegas minus two and a half. They got to get a win at some point. They have talent. They've been close in every single one of their games besides week one. I love how I'm saying that as if there's been more than three games. But, yeah, I got I got the Chargers. I mean, I'm sorry. Why did I say the Chargers? I have the the Vegas Raiders getting their first win, and I have them minus two and a half here. The, the Broncos are the worst two-in-one team in the NFL. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No, they're not. The Bears are 2-1. and They're worse than the Bears. You know I'm going to say they're worse than the Bears. And that's why I love Las Vegas. I think that Denver can't cook up anything on offense, and that's due mostly to coaching, but also a part in thinking Russ is more than he is. Now, Russ, as much as he has done, um, I've talked about this on many episodes, they're kind of opening the playbook too much for him and being like, okay, go find these receivers. Just go give it to your playmakers. That's what Russ does best um and he's not gonna do it he's gonna try to do too much as he always does and he the the locker room is clearly not bought into him but Derek carr does have that las vegas locker room even after an 0 three start i'm expecting josh jacobs to have a pretty good game it's gonna be a very run heavy game i'm gonna take vegas and i'm gonna take the under
3: love it griff i was thinking the same thing i like vegas minus two and a half also love the under i just don't like Denver at all. I like.
1: I think they stink. I, I mean, no, I okay. really do. Wait, don't, wait, I really wait, can don't we think we talk about where I have them in our preseason predictions? I had them fourth in this division. So I want to say two and one. They don't earn that. They have not earned that two and one. I mean, winning a game eleven to ten shouldn't count towards your record. Um, this team stinks. This team. Is I've been saying so bad, that they they're going to be at the last. bottom of the AFC West at the
2: end of the season. Yeah, I hate them as well. They're so boring. Ah.
3: This team, this team is very, like, honestly, and I don't. They there's don't not gel. even like, like, mediocre isn't even like a good word, but like, it's a start. They just, they, they, really don't gel. That's it at the end of the day. And I don't really like the Raiders either this year. I don't know what they're doing over there. This is also a very big test game for. Mac Hollins, um, their receiving leader. Matt yeah, and, and McDaniel's. I don't know what they're gonna do with him if they lose this game. He's gone. He's gone. He's getting fired right after. I think that's
1: actually the report. I think that actually got leaked. I'm pretty sure if they lose that game, if they lose this game, then he's gone. Rightfully so. I mean, Mm 0-3 and you just picked up Devontae Adams. You just picked up Chandler Jones. It's borderline embarrassing. And, And that's why I think that they'll come back and they'll beat a tough divisional opponent. I think that these teams evenly match up, and I love Las Vegas.
2: Yeah. All right. I think we, we all have the same thing with that one, and I love it. I mean, I, I I think the Raiders, obviously they're talented, right? On both sides of the ball, they have talent. Um, they, They're going to figure it out, I think. I think the Raiders are a good team, and I think McDaniels has potential to be a good coach, but he has to stop trying to do the Belichick way in Vegas. That's, that yes. doesn't work if you're not Bill Belichick, and it's not even working if you're Bill Belichick right now. So – Be yourself, coach the offense well, and realize you have talent. He's trying to do that thing like, oh, earn your spot. I don't care who you are. No, you got Devontae fucking Adams, the best receiver in the NFL, and you're not forcing him the ball. You have Hunter Renfro, one of the best route runners who had a really good season last year. You got Josh Jacobs, a power back. Good, and you're using Brandon fucking Bolden as your premier back. Get out of here, McDaniels. Come on, give give the talented guys the ball and let them work. Darren Waller, the same thing. They're not even using him. But they they're gonna work. do that this week.
3: Honestly, it's de- like I was to say last week, Derek Carr got like five balls that went right through his hands. But to be fair, some of those passes were horrible from Carr. We miss Coach Basakia.
2: Yeah, they need some toughness in that locker room. Yep. Okay. All right, Sunday Night Football, boys. This is gonna be awesome. I don't. I don't care if the Bucks haven't been good the last two weeks, the last three weeks, really. But they, they're all. They always rise up to the occasion against Kansas City. This is gonna be a great game. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A rematch of Super Bowl 54. The Chiefs are favored by one point on the road. But I, I got I to gotta ride with my quarterback, the GOAT, Tom Brady here. I got Tampa Bay plus one here. I mean, obviously, that means they went outright. This is a pick game, as it should be. And this is going to be a great game. And I have um, the over in this game as well. I apologize. I'm
3: going to... Honestly, I don't like saying these words at all, but I have Kansas City to win this game, and I also have them. I was at minus one and the yeah. over.
1: Um, I, I, know, I know our viewers have been waiting for my lock of the week. Well, here it is. Kansas City, minus one, going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, a very depleted team. Tom Brady going through some issues at home. I'm not judging him. Those things happen, but they do affect <laughs> your play on a football field. They do. Yeah. They do. Do they not? And it's very no, it's clearly true. shown. He's frustrated at his teammates, and that relates right back to his home life. It may be tough, and that's where I take advantage of Kansas City minus one. Love Kansas City. Um, in this game, I love the over as well. Stamp it. That's my lock of the week. The Chiefs minus one. Anytime touchdown score, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Leonard Fournette. All right.
2: Leonard, he has to score. He has to score. And I, if I have to pick a prop, I'm going to go Mike Evans, touchdown, just to bounce back, just to prove. Is he back? Man. Yeah, because he was only suspended that one game.
1: Okay, There's I still
2: made game. my bet sus- suspecting that he was back. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, he's going to prove to Tom Brady, like, that, yeah, that was a one-game suspension I got you, and Tom Brady's going to be like, thanks for uh, preventing me from getting my ass kicked, so here's a, here's a touchdown pass. If Tom so,
1: Brady got in a fight with Marshawn Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore wins that 10 out of 10 times. Well, yeah, Tom Brady's like 60. I
2: hope my Tom Lattimore (laughs) wins. All right. I know Lattimore's a dog, too. Monday night football. The Los Angeles Rams going to San Francisco. 49ers are favored in this game, which I kind of think is surprising. Um, I got the 49ers here, minus one and a half. But I got the under at 42. The Rams offense has not been cooking at all. Neither has the 49ers, but I think if it's a defensive battle, it does benefit the 49ers right now, just because the Rams really haven't been clicking any side of the ball. So I get the the 49ers minus one and a half. 49ers. The 49ers minus one and a half. And I got the Rams. Um, I like
3: I like the 49ers too. Minus one and a half. I hate the Rams. I don't think they're good at all this year. I I mean, obviously they had some high hopes. I feel like they still have a lot of time to figure it out. But right now, I just don't see them figuring it out, and I think this is a good win for the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'll take the under at 40, at 42.
1: Um, if I were to pick any line in this game, it would most definitely be the under. Um, I feel like this should be more of a pick 'em, and I guess it kind of is at one and a half. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think at some point they gotta show something. I think they do it this week. Um. I like the Rams even more that you guys picked San Fran. I picked San Fran last week. Um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think that Cooper Cup gets it done. And Trent Williams being out is very much so gonna hurt that offensive line. So I'm gonna go with the Rams. It's I, I think that this will be a pretty good Monday night football game, though. I like the variety that we have in this week, to be honest. Yeah. I don't
2: there haven't there hasn't been many games where you straight up pick the same winner. I mean, there's obviously a few that's gonna happen or not the winner, the spread. There's going to be a few of that happens, but I love the variety here. And I think with the spreads, it makes things a little bit easier. However, I, I love our picks, boys. I, I really think that anything can happen this week. This week will hopefully be better than last week's slate. I mean, like we say, there's no such thing as a bad slate, but there's a lot of good matchups here. I mean, like my game of the week, obviously, in Buffalo at – Baltimore that's going to be sick. Obviously Sunday night football Super Bowl rematch Monday night football divisional rivals. So, we're going to see what happens, boys. I'm excited for week 4. And uh yeah, that
1: that wraps it up for me. Will you have any closing remarks or are you ready for me to take it out?
3: I'm um, all I'm saying is I'm ready to bolt up on Monday.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a great victory Monday for the Bolts here. Um we hope you guys enjoyed. It's going to be a jam-packed week 4. Um, Stav, thank you for throwing it up to me. Thank you to my Wi-Fi finally coming back strong. Um, it was a big battle against my Wi-Fi on our last date of recording, um, but but I'm glad to say that that war has officially been won. Um, I won that by unplugging it for 30 seconds and then plugging it back in, and it, it, it's been going very strong since then. Yeah. So um, I call it all reliable. You're right, Stav. We hope you guys enjoyed. All jokes aside, we will catch you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy some football this weekend. And peace. Peace. Peace.